tonight, I want to welcome all of our campuses to a brand new series, week two of a brand new series. So excited about this. I want to welcome you guys to a series entitled Not Okay. Come on, can we just welcome all those that are joining us, Baton Rouge, Biloxi, Bay St. Louis, those on the South Shore, of course, each week online as well. We are in a new series. I'm very excited about this. And by the way, I want to just say this to every single person watching. We have been preparing for you, and we've been preparing for the series. Every year during this time of the year, January, February, we do what's called a community series. Uh, and here's how it works. We, we, I teach on the weekend. It's five and six weeks usually. This is a six-week series. And then we write a devotional. And so here's the deal. It's a weekend message series. It is a devotional that we read and a small group. And I want to just say this. I want to thank, we've got, I think, 900 small group leaders, nine to 10,000 people in small groups. Can we just give it up for all the small group leaders? Yes. That's a lot. During this time, let me tell you, that's a lot of you guys that have said yes, to host, to, to lead. Uh, all of our campuses, hundreds and hundreds of groups. We have a lot of groups online. It is not too late to get in a small group. And here's what the series is about. We're looking at six key areas in our lives where, if we're honest, at times it's hard to admit we're not doing well. You know how it goes, right? In America, you, you have what's called a, a, a kind of an introduction and a salutation, you know, whether it's in a letter or when you're greeting people or saying goodbye. How are you doing? Great, fine. How's everything going? Great, fine. Could you imagine if you, uh, if you said that, so how are you doing? And they stopped saying, you really want to know? And they just started going. I mean, it would be like, hey, man, I, 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 like, I wouldn't, that would just like being nice. Like, I really don't want you to tell me how you're doing The reality is, is that we've been conditioned in our culture, the niceties of our culture, to ask a question that we really don't want the answer. The fact is, is that if we got the answer, some of us, if we're honest, there's areas in our lives that, that we're not doing okay. Now, now, here's what we said last week. Until we can admit where we're not okay. In other words, until we can admit the pain, then we can't find help and healing. And so I want to encourage you guys that this ser series is, it's kind of a self-discovery as well. It's a, it's a process that we're going to go on. I'm going to look at six different areas, six, six different topics. Last week, we looked at spiritual health the importance of being spiritually alive and vibrant in God today. I'm going to look at emotional and mental health. Uh, by, by the way, speaking of emotional health uh, and emotional stress, we're going to talk a lot about that today. An old cowboy went to church a very rainy Sunday, and he showed up in church, and, 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 and the preacher was there, and the cowboy was there, and they looked at kind of one another, and uh, the preacher walked up to the cowboy and said, what do you think I should do? I mean, there's only one person that showed up. And so the cowboy said, listen, preacher, he says, if I go out to feed my cows and only one cow shows up, then I'm going to feed that cow. So the preacher started preaching two and a half hours later. Did I say two and a half hours? <laughs> two and a half hours later, finally the preacher stops and he walks over to the cowboy and says, so 
He goes, so he goes, sir, so what do you think about that sermon? He says, he said, preacher, I got to tell you this. If, um, if I go out to feed my cows and only one cow shows up, I'm surely not going to pour out the whole bale of hay on that one cow. I just want to share that with you. Now, I want to just say this. Here's the good news. The Saints game is not till 530. I've got about three hours. Are y'all with me? If you can't handle that, you get, no, I'm just joking. I really only talk about 35, 40. The whole service is about an hour and 10 minutes. So you, you guys, you guys can relax, but all right, so here's the deal. If you weren't here last week, we began with the very first area in our life. And I do want to say this. If you hear these six topics, some of you guys may think, well, you know, Pastor, this kind of sounds like a secular, you know, seminar. You're dealing with, you know, goals and you're dealing with relationships. And one of the weeks we're going to deal with resources and you're dealing with the mind and, and all that. Yeah, but we're going deeper than that. We don't start with the head and we don't start with the hands. By the way, we're going to talk about professional development as well during these six weeks. We're going to start, and we started last week where the Bible starts. And that's the heart and the soul. And I asked the question, how are you doing in your soul? And I talked about what it means to be born again. Everybody say born again. Jesus talks about two births. Number one, we're born of the water. But number two, we are born from above. We're born again spiritually when we trust Christ as our Savior. Question, how are you doing spiritually? I talked last week about different practices that we need to do. So I want to ask the question to all of our campuses, those in Baton Rouge and Biloxi. I want to ask the question. Here's my question. Did you go home last week and did you write out your spiritual growth plan for 2021? We have diet plans. We have financial health growth plans. Those are right and appropriate. But did you write out your spiritual growth plan? In other words, there's practices that we need to do in 2021 so that we don't end up in the same place that we are right now. I also said that there's some things that not only that we need to do, but there's some things that we need to stop doing. If you weren't here last week, I'm going to encourage you to get the message. Each week, each week we're going to build upon six different areas. Last week was spiritual health, spiritual growth. This week, I want to talk to you about the mind and the emotions. I want to talk about, in 2021, how can we live emotionally and mentally healthy? I am so glad that 2020 is behind us. I don't have to ask. I know all of you are. But in order to, listen, to thrive in 2021, we've got to talk about the area of our mind. We've got to talk about the area of our emotional life. And here's the reason why. All of us, in a certain way, there's been a hard wiring in our mind. In other words, we, we think a certain way. Our minds have been conditioned in a certain way. A lot of that has to do with our upbringing. A lot of that has to do with the events in our lives and the choices that we've made. And so in a sense, this is important, in a sense, all of us have what I would consider and what I would call certain mental and emotional habits. So when things happen in your life, in other words, when you're triggered, everybody say triggered. When you're triggered, your reactions and my reactions often are similar to other situations. Why? Because we have often been preconditioned to our, well, mental and emotional habits. Pastor, I don't know why it is, man. It seems like every relationship I get in, it ends up the same way. Why? Because, well, something happens, somebody says something, it reminds me of something, and then I react a certain way. 
Our upbringing is so important. Those that are in authority around us during that time, whether our parents, and we learn things, by the way. We're evaluating. We're evaluating where where every single young child is taking notes, by the way. Now, they may not be doing it physically, but they're tabulating mentally. Okay, this is how mom deals with stress. Oh, that's how dad deals with adversity. Okay, I got it. So those become etched in our memory, our subconscious and our conscious. So we develop what I call mental and emotional habits. Why? Because we've perceived authority figures, parents, grandparents, coaches, teachers, people that have been important in our lives, and we've seen how they've acted and reacted. And now we've developed mental habits. I'll never forget one time I was dealing with my boys, and I was like, guys, you got to calm down. You've got to calm down. And they weren't like two and three. They're like nine and ten. I'm like, they're only a year apart. I said, guys, hey, 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 hey. Y'all have got to calm down, man. Like, what's up? You're too worked up. You overreact about everything. Calm down. And I heard a voice from another room. They act just like you. (laughs) That wasn't the voice of God. But anyway, so... How many of y'all be honest that you kind of feel guilty at times when you've had to discipline your kids when they've actually learned that behavior from you? Wow. All of us, when we were kids, we picked up and we made mental notes. And there's a wiring that it's deeply ingrained. Now, stay with me. It's deeply ingrained in our mind. And it's almost like something happens. Almost like you get in your car and you push, watch this, you push the button and it goes to the station that's been pre-programmed. In a certain way, you've got that iPhone, you want to call a friend and you push their name and it's been pre-programmed. In the same way, you get into a situation, a familiar circumstance, and a button is pushed. And there's a reaction that's been pre-programmed. The reality is that in the gospel, we do not blame our parents. Our Our parents did not determine us. They influenced us. Authority figures do not determine us. They influence us. In the gospel, we can be reprogrammed according to God's word. In the gospel, we are not animals. We're not just subjugated to our environment, but we can actually make different choices. How many are grateful that we can change in the gospel? I'm grateful. But the first step to changing is recognizing where we are. And I want to just say this. We are in a mental and emotional health crisis in our nation. 19% of adults in the United States of America, 2017, 2018. I want you to think about the statistic. 19% of adults in just our nation prior to COVID said that they were dealing with deep, watch this, mental and emotional challenges. After the pandemic, now 10 months later, the number is nearing 30%. That's almost one-third. Think about the reality of that. One-third of our nation, that's not other nations, that's just in the United States, are dealing with acute mental and emotional challenges. I want to qualify two things. That's why at Church of the King, 
It is no shame. Matter of fact, we advocate and we believe in and we have a whole referral list. We believe in counseling, professional counseling. I want to say this to you. You're not less of a Christian. You're not half saved. You don't lack faith. Counselors that have biblical perspectives and they've been trained both professionally and they know God. I'm going to tell you something. They bring great relief, great help, and they can provide a great service to your soul. We advise and we advocate professional counseling. Number two, I want to say this. I want everybody to hear me online. There are some of you that have such deep, dark thoughts and such depression in your life that there's even suicidal ideation. I want to say this. There's no shame. You've got to admit that, and we need, you need to get immediate help. There are people that love you, people that care about you. You don't have to kill yourself. There is a brighter future for tomorrow. The God loves you, and the church will do anything we can immediately to get you help. How many of y'all are believing for people? You do not have to end it. You do not have to. Now, I want to say to all the rest of us, because when you get counseling, when you get help, wherever you are on this continuum, we still have to participate. Number one, we've got to admit where we are. And number two, we've got to take the steps to get help. And by the way, sometimes we've got to drag those that need the help to get the help. Are you with me? Just like Jesus, just like those four guys that had their paralytic friend and went up on the house and cut a root, cut a hole in the root to bring him to Jesus. The reality is, is that we have a choice. We have a choice to admit our pain. We have a choice to get well. We have a choice to change. I, I love the power of God's word. And I want to talk to you and I'm going to begin to outline the power of transformation. If you want to end up mentally and emotionally stronger at the end of 2021 than in the beginning, we're going to have to do some things differently. Not only are we going to have to admit where we are, but we're going to have to take some steps to change. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 is a classic verse related to mental health and emotional health. It's so powerful because the Bible has a lot to say about this area, a lot to say. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, here's what Paul the apostle writes. It's very profound. He says this. He says, do not be conformed to the world. In other words, don't be pressed into the mold of the world. Don't, don't allow your life, don't allow your attitudes, don't allow your actions or your reactions. Don't be, don't be pressed into how the world acts, the world reacts, how culture around you speaks, the choices, that, don't, don't do that. Paul says, don't be conformed. Everybody say conformed. Don't be conformed. Don't do that. But conversely, he says, but be transformed. Don't be conformed. Conversely, be transformed. By the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. I love the word transformed. It's a very powerful word. In the Greek, let, let me give you the metamorpho. Let, let me give you where the Greek word, and we believe all of the scriptures inspired by God. And the Bible says that, that, that the writers were inspired. And there's something that is so critical about this word. I'm going to bring you all, watch this. I'm going to bring you all the way back to fifth grade science. You guys ready? Fifth grade science. How many of y'all believe that God's smarter than us? All right, here it is, here it is. 
Paul said this. He says, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed. The word transform is metamorpho. It's where we get the English word. You guys ready? Fifth grade science. Here it is. Metamorphosis. You guys remember that? Metamorphosis. All right, here's the best analogy. Please make your science teacher proud. Okay, please. All right, remember the analogy that we saw as kids. Are right, you guys ready? Metamorphosis. It's when the... Oh, gosh. Can, 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 this is participation. All of our campuses. All right, please. A, remember, I'm the only one working today, so can you just give me a little... All right, it's when the... Goes through... And it becomes a... Oh, man. B plus. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Isn't that interesting that Paul used that word? It's when one thing goes through a process and it becomes something else. Wow. It's when an insecure Christian renews their mind and they find their identity and strength in Christ. Wow. Yeah, yeah, here it is. It's when an inadequate Christian, I, pastor, I just feel inadequate. I don't feel competent. But then they enter in. They step in. They lean in to transformation. And they start renewing their mind. And they figure out and they find out and they discover in God that this once insecure, this once inadequate, this once incompetent person now becomes competent and capable and fully equipped. And now where they said, I can't, they now say, I can in God. Where they say, I, 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 I'm not sure, they say, I am positive in the gospel. There's a, there's a strength that comes. It's possible in God. I, I wrote this down years ago, and I gave you guys something that's just a, a little bit of a kind of a, a linear process, and I'll write it, and I'll say it again. Everybody say thoughts. Okay, your thoughts, what you think about becomes what you feel about. In other words, your thoughts lead to what, what you're thinking determines what you're feeling. In other words, your feelings are byproducts of your thoughts. Well, I, how can I prove it to you? I'll tell you how I prove it to you. You go to watch a movie and you see a scary movie and you start feeling scary feelings and you're frightened in your emotions. Well, it's because of your perceptions of watching that. So, so watch this. So it goes through your thought process. You then begin to feel it. By the way, once you begin to feel something, whether it's true or not, it feels so true to you. That's why we got to deal with our thoughts. Everybody say thoughts. Okay, so your thoughts become your feelings, what you feel. And then you start making choices based upon that. So our choices, we choose based upon what we think and what we feel. Then our choices, if we do it enough, it becomes a what? Say it, a habit. There you go. A habit. And then your habits become really your character and ultimately, your destiny. Pastor, I don't like where my life is going. Well, well, well how do I change that? You got to go back to what you've been thinking about. You got to go all the way back. Paul, Paul says, 
You can actually go from this to that if you'll enter into and lean into transformation. That you can become a different person. Listen, by the way, one of the greatest misnomers in Christianity, please don't miss what I'm about to say. If I could stand on my head for, so nobody can admit, please don't miss what I'm about to say. When you get born again and you get saved, your heart changes, but your head doesn't. That's where the enemy comes in. He begins to lie to you. Something happens after you become a Christian. You start thinking crazy. Ah, you're not a Christian. You're not even saved. Maybe I'm, no, 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 no. You've trusted Christ. You've placed your faith in Christ. You've been born again, but your heart changed. But your head needs to change. Paul says your mind needs to be what? Renewed. Does this make sense? I want to talk to you today about the renewing of the mind. And it's really, let me say this. Don't freak out with this word. All of our minds, biblically, need to be reprogrammed. All right? We've all picked up a lot of garbage, a lot of junk. And we need to renew our minds. We need to reprogram in a healthy way our minds from not thinking unbiblical thoughts to thinking biblical thoughts about God, about ourselves, and about our world around us. Let me give you guys three things. Here it is. Not a long message. I'm going to give you guys three things. Three ways that we can, quote, renew our minds. Three ways that we can reprogram ourselves, biblically speaking, mentally and emotionally. How can we pastor? I want to end up 2021 a lot better. Well, I've got to participate. Remember, the only thing that we don't participate is we can't save ourselves. Jesus saves us. But then we grow spiritually through participation, and we change our mind and our emotions through our participation. You're going to see that each week. Number one, Pastor, how do I renew my mind? Number one, I've got to learn to take my thoughts, my attitudes, and my responses in 2021. I've got to take my thoughts. I've got to take my attitudes in 2021. I've got to take my thoughts and my attitudes and my responses and even my reactions captive. I want everybody to say this. Say, I have control over my thinking. Now that's revelation to some of you guys. You can control what you think. Here's what the Bible says. Here's the reason why we have a struggle controlling it. This reason. Because of strongholds. What are strongholds? Mental and emotional unhealthy habits. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Here's what Paul says. For though we walk in the flesh. We're living in the flesh. Right? We're just walking. We're doing... For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. So there's a war. Watch the, watch the words here. We do not war according to the flesh. The weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but mighty in God. For the pulling down of strongholds. Strongholds? What's a stronghold? I'm going to talk about it in a moment. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself. Every thought, watch this, that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every, what's that next word? Say it. Thought. Bring every thought, what do I do, pastor? Bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Look at the, notice the images here. Watch the images, battlefield images, war, weapons, warfare, strongholds. Wow, the battle's right here. 
It's right here. It's in the mind. And one of the greatest lies that people believe is that you can't control your thoughts. You have authority in Christ to control your thoughts. Listen to me. I want everybody to hear me. This is so important. You can take authority over your thoughts. Southern Corinth was an interesting place. Corinth was a, a, a thriving metropolis in biblical times. And there was, a, there, was a, there was actually a fortress on, on the southern part of Corinth. And this, this fortress was known. It was a very large fortress. And it was known to, for, the, for that city that when there, would be, there was a, a, an army that would come and you, could, you would run down into the fortress to be protected. During the time in which Paul wrote this, it would, the, the word migrated from just a fortress that protected people to a prison that entrapped people. Paul uses that second connotation. That his stronghold here, it's not, a, it's not a fortress to protect us, but it's a prison. Watch this. It's a prison that restricts us. When you have, man, I'm just nothing, I'll never amount to anything, I'll never... Wait, wait, time out. That is a stronghold. You picked it up from somebody. You heard that about yourself. You tried something once when you were younger as a teenager. You failed. You believed a lie about God, yourself, and your ability. And now you believe that's true. Whether or not it's, whether or not it's not true. But you never challenged that thought. Nobody ever told you you could challenge that thought. Paul says there's strongholds. Everybody say strongholds. Those are mental and emotional habits that are injurious to your soul. And they're holding you captive. What, what is a stronghold? A stronghold is a negative mental or emotional attitude that comes as a result of continually believing lies about ourselves, about God, about our potential, about who we can become in God, about what we can achieve in God. And we believe lies. I want to say it again. Once you feel a lie, it feels so true. The way that we deal with our feelings is we've got to believe different thoughts. What you think about is what you feel about. What you feel about is what you'll choose about. What you choose consistently about is what a habit becomes. Habit. I want to change that habit, Pastor. I don't like my action. I don't like my reaction. Why do I do that, Pastor? Why, why, do I, why, why, do I, why do I react that way? It's because you believe something over here. Yeah, it's interesting. I, um, I'm, a, I'm a Christian. That's a good thing for a pastor. I'm a Christian first. I'm a pastor. I'm a man. I'm, I'm, I'm also a human being. I got to tell y'all something. Y'all not going to believe this. Y'all ready? Everybody ready? Yes? So making sure y'all are awake. Okay, here we go. All the campuses. There it is. Okay. Y'all not going to believe what I'm about to tell you. Not everybody likes me. Is that crazy? I know you don't believe that, do you? Yeah, I, you don't believe that. And what I figured out is the reason why they don't, some people don't like me is because they don't know me. If they knew me, they would love me. Okay, I'm just telling you, I'm just being honest. But, but they don't all, so they throw spears. But anyway, so. Now watch this reaction that the Lord has been dealing with me the last 20 years. I'm a very passionate person, a very fired up personality. 
And I'm, I'm, I, I'm a, a, a fighter personality. I was competitive as a kid and just, you know, just that was my, and, and some of that was good, some of that was bad. And when I began to pastor, when people, when I would hear comments that people would make about me, it would be like, they would say a negative thing about me. You know, maybe they left the church or maybe something happened or, yeah, that guy over there, you know. I, I just, I would, I, would, I, I, felt, I, I felt this reaction coming up. And immediately what you begin to do when you're hurt is you begin to try to dismantle the other individual to depreciate them so as to depreciate their words so as to make yourself feel a little bit better. You know, you know how that works, Right. And I realized that I would have overreactions based upon comments that people would make. And it, it, would, it, would, it would hurt my, my professional leadership. Because I would, I would talk, I'd be like, what? what, what? And I would want to, and I could, I, but, but, but I began to think about over the years and as I grew in Christ and through counseling and through discipleship and walking with God and people, what I began to realize is, is that I had some wrong thoughts. See, if you react when somebody says something, you've placed them in a godlike status. And over, over the years, my perspective has changed. And what I now realize is, is that maybe they said that because hurt people hurt people. Maybe the reason why they said that is because they were hurt by an authority figure. Maybe a pastor or a priest or somebody did something to them, or said something, or something to their family, and they have now superimposed that onto me. Are y'all, are y'all with me or not? Maybe they said something because they have half information. Maybe they said, so what I've realized, I had to deal with my thoughts because my reactions, which were so disproportionate, they were really rooted in things that I didn't see clearly in my thoughts. I had a stronghold that was limiting it was limiting me in life. It was limiting me in my, in my leadership potential. Question. What stronghold, what lie have you believed about yourself? About other people? You can't trust anybody. They're all, really? Really? So God just doesn't know what he's talking about? I'm talking about love one another and care for one another and... But caveat, not human beings, only animals, because people will hurt you. Really? What strongholds, what lies have you believed that have created strongholds that have kept you from achieving and being and doing what God has for your life? Number one, I want everybody to say after me, say, I can, through Christ, control my thoughts. Now, that's revelation for some people particularly if you've had strongholds for years, and we all have stuff that we need to pull down and replace. Number one, you can control your thoughts. Number two, stay with me. I've got a few minutes left. Number two, in 2021, if we're gonna learn, listen, to be emotionally and mentally healthy, we've got to learn, watch us, to lower the temperature in our own lives, and we've gotta to learn to relax more. I didn't say be passive. I didn't say to be inactive. I said we've got to learn to relax. Anxiety, agitation are emotional issues related to a mind that is all over the place. It's moving fast. It's moving quick. 
When it comes to living in a mental and emotional health, I want to encourage everybody. Number one, you can control your thoughts in 2021 with God's help. Number two, all of us can learn to relax. Pastor, how do I learn to relax more? First Peter says it. If there's anybody and any apostle that had insight into this word, it's Peter. Here's what he said. Casting all of your anxieties, all of your anxieties, casting all of your anxieties on him, on God. Why? Because he cares for you. When Peter says casting all, the Greek word for all means, you guys ready? All. <laughs> Don't y'all think I'm smart? God, these pastors are so profound. Every one of those cares. He says, you want to cast it. Those of you that fish, you want to cast. In other words, you want to get it away from you. All of those cares, all of those things that we've been carrying and they've been holding us down. Listen, Peter says, cast those on the Lord. Why is it that we don't cast those cares on the Lord? Why? We don't trust him. We think that we know better. We think if we really gave it away, it would, you know what, you know what, you know what I think the Lord's doing sometimes? We're running around so feverishly, and we got all these little things, and we're, it's almost like, it's almost like after a rainstorm, where an ant hill is kind of knocked down, and then you look, you see all those little ants are just, we're just, I wonder if that situation in our life, I wonder if all the stuff that we're trying to do to fix it, I wonder if there's a better way. There is. There is a better way. Pastor, in 2021, how do I come to a place? Because you're talking to me. Steve, you're talking right to me. Okay, so now I know that I can control my thoughts with God's help through Christ. But number two, how do I learn to relax? Psalms 46, 10 says this. Be still and know that I am God. And I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still. Everyone say, be still. still. Do you want to know why I just week after week talk about you having a devotional life? Why I talk about getting up in the morning? You want to know why? Because it's in the morning when you quiet your soul before God. And you say, God, you're God and I'm not today. By the way, healthy thought. Lower anxiety? Have this thought. God, you're God, and I'm not. Are you with me? Everybody say, God, you're God, and I'm not. Oh, just take that in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes when we're working, we're messing up God's plan. <laughs> be still. Everybody say, be still. So this year in 2021, Pastor, how can I grow mentally and emotionally? How can I get healthy? Number one, you got to realize... You have control of your thoughts and you can change your thoughts by the power of Christ. Even if there's a stronghold, we can start attacking it. I'm going to give you one more thing in here. We can start attacking it with truth. And number two, I can learn to quiet my soul. One of the things that helped me, I'm a very type A, very active. I, I, I mean, that's my person, my wiring, but I, I have to be still in the morning. I still my soul. Still my soul before God. Before I read anything else, by the way, quit putting news in your mind before you read the Bible. Listen, I'm going to say a statement. It may offend some of you. I could care less. Why put garbage in your brain before the truth of God's word? Are you with me? It's changing every day. 
It's everything. It's like milk in the 70s. It's good today. It's bad tomorrow. Y'all with me? Are you kidding me? Put the truth of God's word still. Everybody say, I can, through Christ, control my thoughts. Number two, say, I will still my soul before God. Let me give you this last and final thing. Here it is, 2021. Next week, I'm talking about time from God's perspective. How does God see time and opportunity? Number three, we've got to fix our mind on the truth. We've got to fix our mind on the truth. There's a man in the Bible. I'll close with this. There's a man in the Bible, and um, his name's Joshua. And Joshua followed Moses. How would you like to be the following? How would you like to follow Moses? Moses pastored the church for 40 years. How would you like to follow Moses? You're the succession pastor. Are you all with me? Can you imagine that? Well, you're not like Moses. (laughs) You're right. And he was insecure. He was fearful. Joshua was. He was worried. And he had this big mantle on his life and this big responsibility. It's huge. And everybody's like, what's this guy going to do? You ever felt like that before? Maybe some of you guys have challenges in your job right now. Some of you have challenges in your marriage. Some of you have challenges with the child. Some of you have challenges, all different areas in your business. And you feel like you're not sure if you're up to the task. And here's what God told Joshua. Joshua, here's, 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 here's how you're going to step into what. Here's how we're going to step into 2021 with confidence. You guys ready? He said to Joshua, he says, Joshua, this book of the law, God's word, it shall not depart from your what? Say it. Mouth. But you shall meditate in it day and night. Day and night. Psychologists will tell you this. The first thing that you open your mind to in the morning And the last thing that you think about before you go to bed largely determine the quality of peace in your life. By the way, you wonder why at nighttime it's all these crazy dreams. What do you put in your mind right before you go to bed? Are you with me? How many of you know the Bible is real good? This book of the law, here it is. This book of the law should not depart from your what? Say it. Mouth. But you shall meditate in it. What? Say it. Day and night that you may observe to do according to all that's written in it. Here it is. Next verse. Verse 9. For then you will make your way. What? Say it. And then you will have good. What? Say it. That's a Bible word. How many of y'all want to be successful in 2021? Come on. How many of y'all want to be? I want to be successful. And let me tell you something. Success is defined in the Bible as spiritual success, emotionally successful Mentally successful, relationally successful, professionally, every area of your life. But it goes back to the truth of God's word. Biblically meditating on God's word. Question. I'm finishing. Listen, everybody look at me. All the campuses, everybody here. Here it is. Here it is. What have you been talking and thinking about? Biblical meditation, by the way, is not just thinking about. It's speaking about. This book of law shall not depart from your mouth. Your mouth. Are you speaking about all the stuff in our culture? But hey, you guys ready? Breaking news. The culture's jacked up. 
if I hear one more bombshell, breaking news, the world is jacked up. But heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Are you with me? I want that in my mind in the morning. I want that in my mind before I go to bed. I want to talk about what God says about me, what God says about my future, what God says about us. I struggled with fear my first year of being a Christian. Big time. Pastor Doug Arman was on our staff, our camp, the campus pastor at Little Creek. He, he was discipling me. And he says, Steve, get out those three by five cards and write down scriptures. And you got to speak them out. Of, you got to speak them out of your mouth. How many are remember? Anybody over, under 30, you don't even know what a three by five card is. <laughs> Y'all remember the three by five index cards? Come on now. Come on. If you were a Christian 20, 30 years ago, you used those. And I would write them down. And he says, when you feel that fear at nighttime, get out of the bed. Get out of the bed. And you get those cards. And you just start speaking them. What am I doing? 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 I'm, there it is. I'm reprogramming my mind. I'm thinking different thoughts. Matter of fact, one of my favorite scriptures. Remember, I've... For God has not given me a spirit of what? Say it. But he's given me a spirit of power, of love and a sound mind. And I'd speak the word. What am I doing? I'm reprogramming my mind. I'm thinking. I'm speaking. I'm reprogramming my thoughts. I'm going to start at some point. If I keep doing this, if I keep doing this, I'm going to start feeling different feelings. I'm going to start making different Choices, and I'm going to develop different habits, and I'm going to build a different character, and I'm going to end up in much better places. Are you with me? I would have wanted to stay. Stay. Woo! I want everybody to hear me, please. As your pastor, please get a book. Just pick one up. Just pick it up. Just pick one up. Please follow on this journey. Please get in a small group. They have Zoom groups. You can get group. Just please. Because we take this message and we go deeper in the small group. And we go deeper in the readings. Why? Because we want to end 2021 stronger spiritually, stronger mentally, stronger emotionally, stronger relationally, stronger financially. Every area of our life. How many of y'all believe for a better year? Come on. Let me pray. Father, bless your people as they go forth this day. You're teaching us, Lord, how to biblically reprogram our mind with truth. With the power of your word, the truth of your word. We're not going to be conformed. We're going to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Lord, bless your people as they go forth this day in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, can we give the Lord a hand clap? Come on, can we do that? We love you guys. God bless you. Have a great weekend. What another incredible message in our Not Okay series. I'm so excited to continue to dive into this topic with my Not Okay daily guide and in my small group this week. And I hope you are too. You know what, uh, once again, it's gonna continue to be a great series. So if you haven't got your daily guide yet, and if you haven't gotten to a small group yet, remember, it's not too late. Just text the words, Not Okay, 
to number 822-822. And once again, we always want to be here for you guys. So any prayer requests that you have, you could just email online at churchofthekingcom or just give us a call at the church office. We would love to connect with you. That number is 985-727-7017. Once again, we'd love to hear from you. We want you to know we're here for you guys. Have a great week. We can't wait to see you at church next week. Enjoy your daily guide and enjoy your small group.